This is a podcast by The Straits Times. He's been a national swimmer, swim club director, Singapore Hockey Federation's chief executive, and is now a swim coach and Global Esports Federation executive director. The hats don't end there. Mark Che is also a nominated member of parliament, a member of Olympic Council of Asia's Athlete Committee, and chairs the Singapore National Olympic Council's Athletes Commission. Welcome to Straits Time Sports Talk with me, SD Sports Correspondent David Lee, and on this episode, we chat with Mark Che, who tells us why he wants to become Singapore Swimming Association's new president, despite having so many responsibilities already. Hi Mark, thanks for joining us. Hello, it is. <laughs> so why have you decided to run for Singapore Swimming Association's presidency? Well, you know, swimming has, first and foremost, I was a swimmer, right? And I haven't really been away from the sports or swimming scene and I've always been involved and, um, you know, it's, it was an opportunity to give back to my, the community that's given me so much and really uh, build on the great work that our Cogshaw and his team has done uh, in the past eight years. I think there's a lot more to be done, um, particularly at the club level, the coaching level. And I think, you know, the team that has been set up to actually run for the, the new SSA elections are capable and passionate about doing it. Can you share with us who are part of the team and why have you decided to partner them? Well, um, Secretary General will have uh, Dr. Kenneth Koh. Uh, he is an Asian and Sea uh, Games level swimmer. He, he swam with me as well. Uh, he's currently a, a, a professor at, at SMU. Um, he spent a few years away abroad lecturing, getting his PhD. He is a Lee Kuan Yew scholar as well. Um, he's back in Singapore for the past few years. You know, we've, we've, we've always been close and share the same passion that we need to increase the base in order to see the, the high performance come up. So he, he's a great candidate for um, Secretary General. Uh, for VP Swimming, we have Ng Cheng Shin, Christopher. He's a COO of MNTA, um, as well as um, the director at Maple Tree. He brings a lot of experience. He swam with me as well. He's my roommate <laughs> at the Asian Games. His children swim. He knows that swimming can derive a lot of joy and, and inculcate values. That's why his kids are in it. Um, and I think he can he can bring that you know, to as a VP of swimming. And he understands the whole swimming landscape. Assistant Secretary General of Swimming will be Chan Yunis. Again, she swam with me. You know her brother, yeah. Chan Eugene, right? Um, she's a director at a PwC um, in enterprise and management. And I think with swimming, you kind of know that a lot of the clubs out there, they are operated as SMEs. I think her expertise there can, can really help them elevate their, their game and continue the great work that they're doing. We have uh, water polo next, right? Uh, Dom is our candidate for VP Swimming, um, about water polo, VP water polo. Um, the assistant secretary general for water polo as our nominee is uh, Leonard Yo, Justin's brother. He, he again is so passionate. He, he plays water polo. He's in open water swimming, you know, and he, he really understands the community aspect of water polo. And really, we want to bring the whole community together to elevate the games at the highest levels and at the lowest grassroots levels as well. Diving vice president will be, our candidate will be, uh, Wendy, um, who is currently the vice president as well. Same as our vice president of artistic swimming, Steve. He'll, he'll continue with that. Um, treasurer will be Mr. Yo Kai Ying. He's a partner at Ernst & Young in tech. So you know, I, I trust him wholeheartedly to, to manage the financials in SSA. And uh, the candidate for Vice President of Partnerships will be our Yang Wing Leong, who is a Vice President of uh, Brand and Partnerships at OCBC. Did you have to convince any of them to come on board? Because after all, you know, this is a volunteer's job, right? It is a volunteer job. 
And I think for Singapore Swimming, it's arguably the most successful NSA in Singapore history. All right, we have our Olympic gold. We consistently bring back medals at the Asian Games level. And at the last SEA Games, we were the number one sport with 43% of the gold medals. Mm. You know, to, to carry on with this kind of legacy, I mean, it, it's, it's something that I, I would really expect my team members to actually give some thought. And, and they all gave, went back, they know what the jobs are, they, they know the demands, and they went back, they actually thought about it. And they came back to me and all said yes. Uh, okay, that's nice. So like you mentioned, swimming is Singapore's most successful sport. And it did make great strides under Kok Choi, which was topped off with Olympic gold in 2016. But this wasn't sustained at the next Olympics. So what can be done to sustain success at the highest level? I would like to say that really Kok Choi uh, and his team have done a fantastic job. And really, you should, you should do a story about what they've achieved uh, from the time they took over to the time they have, um, they're, they're leaving, right? And I think, um, you know, really the jewel amongst whatever they've done, many things that they've done, right, is really the gold medal. Um, I think it's unrealistic to actually consistently say that we will achieve at the highest level. I think everyone at the Olympic Games, right, if you make the finals, you have an equal shot at medaling. And we know in that race that Joseph had was written in the stars, right? <laughs> if you made the finals, you had 50% chance of medaling. And, you know, with that, you had like three world-class athletes there below Joseph on the podium. The script should, couldn't have been written any better. I think what we can do is we, uh, and this is the philosophy of, of the team as well, is, is to build the base. And that begins with the clubs. Enable them to continue the great work that they're doing at the grassroots and club level. Introduce people to, to sports, to swimming. And then we need to work on cutting down the attrition. Looking at the various... Um, areas where, where swimmers or people in aquatic sports um, stop, right? Looking at the different like examinations, major examinations, you're looking at different part times of life like military service or even work. We want to talk about cutting that and also thinking of how we can link all of them together to cut down that attrition. So I think that's, 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 uh, that's an important part. What do you think you are able to bring to Singapore Swimming? Yeah, again, I, I think we have the, we have a bunch of qualified people that have experiences not only just in the pool, but out of the pool. They're passionate and I think they can bring a level of uh, neutrality. Uh, and, uh, well, maybe not neutrality, but they bring a level of best in class practices to the sports and aquatic fraternity. But talking about you specifically, how does your experience as a former national swimmer, SNOC Athletes Commission Chairman, former hockey chief executive, even eSports Director of Administration, how do all these experiences help you in this new role? I think what I appreciate from all these experiences, right, is that I have been in every part of the sporting ecosystem, from being an athlete uh, to being a coach. Right now, I'm a, uh, I coach Ping Siu. We just came back with two gold medals at the World Championships. Um, you know, I've run a club before. Um, I, I saw a question about XLab. I'm no longer a director or shareholder at XLab. I haven't been for about since before I took on the NMP role. So I can speak in parliament without fear or favor, right? So I'm no longer a director or shareholder of XLab. Yeah. Um, so, and then, um, and as a sports administrator, you know, I, I've worked in various national sports associations. I've even been in the Singapore Bowling uh, Committee before, right, council before. You know, I think these experiences are able to help me appreciate what each and everyone's job is. 
taking the best experiences and uh, understanding what makes it work in those circumstances and applying it to swimming, I think is my biggest strength. Outside of all these volunteer roles, what is your day job? My day job? Uh, to keep all around. Uh. <laughs> no, uh, no I, uh, my day job is actually with the uh, uh, Global Esports Federation. I'm an executive director there. Um, in charge of community administration. So anything to do with the global memberships, we have 118 members now around the world. Uh, I manage the portfolio of the international federations, helping them with the esports strategies. I manage the different 200 over volunteers through our 16 different councils. Um, I manage the legal as well as the HR aspects and finance aspects of, of the organization as well. So that's my day job. But I think uh, beyond that, I also work with Pingsu, with the Singapore Disability Sports Council. Uh, I'm an NMP, I'm a director of various companies, including the International Sports and Management College, where I, I understand you know, the education aspect and the student life aspect of, of sports. Find us on Apple, Spotify, Google Podcasts, or via the Google Voice Assistant and Amazon Alexa-enabled devices. And now back to our podcast episode. And now, back to our conversation with local sports administrator, Mark Che. Okay, we've heard you talk about why you decided to run for SSA presidency. But can you share with us also, why do you spend so much of your time getting involved in other sports as well in, in, in various roles? You can be busy with doing so many other things, but you know, why give back? I guess one of the most important things that I understand is I'm very fortunate. And why am I fortunate upon reflection is really the opportunity to engage in sports at a very young age and at all different levels. And um, a lot of the opportunities and even the career that I've built, if not for sports, I wouldn't be here. And it's important for me to ensure that other people have this opportunity. If, in fact, I want to create more enhanced opportunities for them so that they're able to learn values, practice these values and be better citizens in society. And, and that to me is the driving force on why I want to do all this, right? Because I want to give back. And um, you know, various capacities, as you mentioned, um, whether it's talking about athletes' rights at the Athletes' Commission or you know, helping like uh, Disability uh, Sports Council with, with you know, coaching their top athlete or even like you know, talking about COVID-19 and how important sports and fitness businesses are and why we, we matter to Singapore in Parliament. I think these are, are things that I'm actually passionate about. Have you always been this passionate about such stuff or was there a certain point in your life where, you know, it all clicked? Well, I was away for two and a half years uh, right after I was done with swimming. And I think with most, most um, sports, you know, uh, a lot of athletes, they retire with a very bitter taste in their mouth. And, you know, a lot of it has to do with administration. A lot of it has to do with, uh, they just want time away. I used to swim 20k a day, you know, in the pool. My coach, Mr. Key, you know, and of course he passed away midway through my career, but he, he was a fervent believer that the fitter you are, the better you are. Right. And, and that was what he, so of course, the more mileage you do, the better you are. Right. <laughs> so, so I, I was doing that every single day. Um, but I think, you know, when I was done with swimming, I started work and uh, just wanted to time out. And uh, upon that, I was, I was managing teams in, in the Middle East, you know, a government, government consultant at Singapore Corporation Enterprise. Uh, I was in the Middle East. I was you know, in various parts of North Africa, Latin America, helping other countries with Singapore's intellectual property. And I thought that, you know what? 
I one day want to be one of these guys that's helping other countries with whatever IP Singapore has. And the thing that I felt was what I could contribute is in sports. So I came back, you know, I, I got an opportunity with Singapore Swimming Association. I reached out to SNOC and you know, um, Jessie Poir, you know, she gave me a shot with the Singapore Bowling Council. I was helping them with the Athletes Commission for a while. And um, you know, Annabelle Pennefather, she, she gave me a job with the Singapore Hockey Federation. And all these guys helped me because they believed in what I could do and they believed in what and how passionate I, I was and how important sports is not only just in Singapore, but how Singapore is important to the sports community internationally. Recently, there was some unhappiness with the announcement of the second National Training Centre. And one seemingly recurring complaint is that there's not enough consultation between SSA and its affiliates. Is there really such a problem and how do you plan to address such issues? Well, when I did make my rounds, I, I have to say that a lot of clubs, they felt that they, they could be better engaged. They didn't say that there was no engagement. I, to be fair, you know, I think uh, Singapore Swimming Association through their various town halls, uh, through COVID-19, they've upped the frequency of connection with, with uh, the different clubs and affiliates. But I think they felt that how, how could they be more involved in the, in, in the operations and the running and the development of swimming? Uh, and I think that that's something that we'll strive to do if we are given the opportunity to at the, at the exco level. Uh, but I think over and beyond that, you know, the NTCs do have a place. I think that for these various clubs that are well and established, right? Yeah, maybe the NTC has less relevance to them. But there are clubs out there that may not have the kind of coaching capabilities or resources that these clubs have. And maybe these NTCs you know, in the north, uh, I can't imagine any, anyone in, in any of the <laughs> ACS or, I mean, this is another thing, right? Going to sports school every morning at 5 a.m., right? But I mean, well, there are some other schools, uh, swim schools out there, that athletes could benefit. And perhaps these athletes or these swim schools are, you know, who, who this NTC, second, second NTC, is actually targeting. Would you and your team commit to even more frequent engagement with affiliates? Yeah, I, I definitely think so. I think, um, you know, even at the Global Esports Federation, I chair the town hall, which is done every two months. And regardless, you know, we do it at 9 p.m. every, every town hall, Singapore time. It's 1 a.m. in New Zealand. It's 6 a.m. in Brazil. People attend from all over the world. And I think there's value in actually um, having that frequent engagement, being more accessible. There are multiple disciplines covered by the SSA. Can you give us a brief assessment of where we are at at the moment? Like, you know, a, a brief take on where you think Singapore stand in swimming, water polo, diving and artistic swimming, and where do you envision taking them during your term? You know, when I was swimming, right, um, back in the 90s and early 2000s, there's only swimming and water polo, you know? And, you know, I, I, I'm happy to see that, you know, we've, we've taken swimming to, to different levels, you know, but... I think for water polo, we, we, you know, it's unfortunate that we, we lost our way a little bit. And for, for, for various, various reasons, you know, I think for swimming, you know, I, I hope to build on the great work that Joss as well as Coltrane have been doing. Um, but for water polo, I think with Dom, Dom has a plan. And, you know, I think uh, it's a great plan. I think, uh, Leonard as well, he has some thoughts about how we can build the community and grassroots so that we're able to, then increase the, the number of, of, of athletes. And, and, you know, I think the two of them are very deeply entrenched uh, with, with the local uh, water polo scene. And we hope to, of course, bring back the gold medal at the Southeast Asian Games and continue our winning streak. I think for, for diving, you know, Kok Choi, he was the guy that brought back diving. 
right, into broadback because in the 1960s we had we had wonderful divers as well. But you know, to have two Olympic qualifiers, right, in, in a span of like I think this was done because of YOG, right? 10 in 10 years, with the kind of resources that we have, the kind of facilities that we have, right, is amazing. You know, we I think the plan here is to continue to grow the base of divers, make it more accessible, work with the different clubs, work with our different national coaches here to to, to really make diving really a, a, a fundamental sport. Then they can take it to the higher levels later. And then the same for artistic swimming. Now we have, I mean, our girls just, just went, went to the FINA World Championships. Amazing, right? We never had that. We'll continue working with the clubs and affiliates to see how we can grow that. I mean, about synchronized swimming or artistic swimming as you call it today, it's one tough sport. I think if you go around the world, I mean, I think I believe it was even Michael Phelps, right? They say, they say that artistic swimming is is a tough sport. It's tougher than, than what he's done, right? Um, and, but we, we, we do need to think about how our school systems marry into the endeavors of our athletes. But all in all, I think um, what we need to do is increase the base for these three aquatic sports, water polo, diving, and synchronized swimming, and continue the great work at the with the clubs to develop that base so that high performance wise, you know, the NTCs can take our athletes to the highest levels. With finite resources, how can you make sure that each discipline gets a fair crack at realizing their potential? I think um, swimming is, uh, most NSAs, la, swimming is no exception. Uh, the, the biggest funding actually comes from sports energy, right? And uh, you know, what, what Kokshoi has done and what his team has done is, is reduce that, that, that proportion of funding uh, and, and increase the kind of um, corporate spending and sponsorship and partnership that 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 we had uh, to a level where I guess we do have some savings, right? We can plan for the future. Um, and I think I'll, I, I intend to continue doing that. Uh, I believe that uh, we have so many different properties, um, so many assets out there in Singapore Swimming Association um, that you know, I think there are many opportunities for people who want to be involved with swimming at the grassroots level, you know, getting that mind share in the community, as well as a high performance level, getting that get mind share in consumers. I think um, it's something that we can definitely uh, improve on and we can work on. I believe that the team has that thought in mind uh, and, and that in mind as well, how we can increase the corporate uh, engagement and um, be, I guess, uh, built on the kind of fundings that we have with uh, SportsSG. Okay, just to wrap this up, I know many people will consider medals as a barometer of success, but for you, how would you define success as SSA president? I would say success would be increasing the number of, number of people in aquatic sports that are in structured programs. I think that is the barometer for, for, for us and the team, you know, and, and enabling the clubs to flourish. Yeah. I think if you're able to get the fundamentals there, where the clubs are able to continue the great work that they're doing, you know, introduce sports and swimming to the various um, different age groups, including seniors, right? We are then able to reduce the, the health risks, improve quality of life, and, and also um, increase the number of competitions, and number of competitive athletes, and you know, more people will then rise to the top and you know, the, the medals will take care of itself. Thanks a lot, Mark, for your sharing. Really appreciate it. Thanks for your time. No problem. Thanks, thanks. That was a podcast by The Straits Times. Send your feedback to podcast at sph.com.sg. 
Find us on Apple, Spotify, Google Podcasts, or via the Google Voice Assistant and Amazon Alexa-enabled devices. For more podcasts by The Straits Times, The Business Times, and Money FM 89.3, you can also download the audio by SPH app. That's A-W-E-D-I-O.